We become a race of peeping Toms. Something happened. Something was happening. I had no idea. Where is her treacherous husband now? But in a place where she can visit if she wished. Mine! It's with the ancestors! I'm yeah, I'm drinking, Luann. How can you hold cake and not eat it? Oh shit, you guys got coke here? Oh my god, of course! I mean, I know to you I'm just your old fat Aunt Maddie Faye. I'm more than that, sweetheart. These are godless times, Mrs. Snell. You're all feckin' boring. With your piddling grievances over nothing, you're all feckin' boring! Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Best Supporting After Show where we queen out on all things Best Supporting Actress. We catch up on the things that we've been watching and doing and even eating. Uh, We uh, make some time for some Best Supporting Assignments. We queen out on our BSA of the week and then we get into two pre-owned lease editor cells named Ruth and Cheryl and we get the hell out of here. I am, as always, Colin. (laughs) And I am Nick. <laughs> that felt weird to say I'm still not still, but I still yeah. am. I don't know. Where but am I? Still I still am. <laughs> you know, because for people who are not best supporting patrons, we usually say, I'm still Colin. Yes. You and say, I'm still Nick. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's a nod to still Alice. Of course. A movie course. I've never seen, actually. Oh. It's good. No she wets her there. pants in it. It's great. It's, oh, yikes. <laughs> I know. And I should, you know, I it, it, it's sad, but like it's like the detail that like the first thing I think of in Still Alice is like, oh, yeah, she wets her pants. Um, yeah. And I just I wish I could remember something else about that movie instead. But anyway, we are not here to talk about Julian Moore wetting her pants and Still Alice. We are uh, doing the after show, which is typically a Patreon only episode. Uh, over here on the main feed on what we on R.A. Mary call a free skate episode because uh, we just felt like that's what we felt like doing this week. Yeah, the universe sort of pushed us to just uh, keep it cash this week and kind of catch up and maybe play, or not maybe, we're going to play another game. For folks who are not uh, Patreon subscribers, last week we had, uh, we played a little game and I'll, I'll, I'll put a pin in that, but I, I want to start speaking of wetting my pants and you wetting your pants i believe some congratulations are in order colin well folks if you haven't heard about it on all right mary or you haven't heard about it here on the best supporting after show on patreon or somehow it made its way into the conversation on the main episode at some point in the last however many months or years or eons this that this topic (laughs) has been uh you know main page you know front page news in my life uh I signed an an offer letter for a new job just this past Friday that I had been hustling for for the past month, going through like rounds of interviews. And I really wanted this job and I was really excited about it. And the, and the current contract position I had was ending at the end of this month. And so like jump and a net will appear. Who's a net? But <laughs> yeah, I Benning? Yeah. <laughs> what do I do? You yes. save my life. You get me a new job. <laughs> That's what you do, Annette. And uh so yeah. So I got a new you know, permanent job, health benefits, great uh, pay. I, I am I can't even like process. Like I'm saying all these things right now and I feel like I have like, you know, I don't know, like I'm 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 just walking through Jello, and and I'm hearing somebody else say these things. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was like, well, he got it. I know. <laughs> well, he got it. Yeah, I yeah. Ah, uh, 
So it's yes. so exciting. When you sent me that text, I was so happy for you. I jumped out of my chair, spit out my coffee. I went to the other room. I was like, Keon, Colin got the job. And he was on a work call and he didn't hear me say it. So I had to oh, wait till later. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how dare you make me wait? Oh. Uh, but he was very, also very excited. And he sends his uh, congrats to you as well. I, I, I feel, well, you know, you, you've said it before that you would feel so, so much of a weight lifted. How, do, how does it feel compared to like, you know, what you felt, thought it would feel like to actually what it feels like in real life? I mean, it's been, it's been so surreal. You know, it's like I, so the way things led up where, you know, it was like all of this has just been this incredible exercise in just like dealing with uncertainty and Last week, it was like I got an email on like Tuesday because it was Labor Day on Monday. I got an email on Tuesday from the recruiter saying, okay, the team's finished all their interviews. They're going to be making a decision later this week. I'll keep you posted. And I was like, oh, my God, are there other candidates? And now, like, my not good enough syndrome is just like, whoa, 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 because that's the sound it makes, which is <laughs> yeah, some variation. Very similar of, to Ramona. It's a Ramona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. I was just like, whoa, whoa. Um, that's how I was when I found out I got the job but I um so so I'm like okay great now I'm going to be like checking my email every two seconds and but like god forbid get an email an email probably means I didn't get it so then I think then Wednesday she then emailed me at the end of the day and was like hey Colin do you have time to jump on a quick call tomorrow and I was like uh yeah sure whatever you want but and then I and then my Google search history will show you that I spent the rest of that night Googling, do employers schedule a time to interview, to, <laughs> to reject candidates for a job? And like, I'm reading Reddit threads. I'm reading Quora results, which is like one step away from, I think, the now defunct Yahoo Answers in terms of just wow. like yes. unhinged. Ask Jeeves. Absolutely. <laughs> it is like the most, un- I'm asking the most unhinged people, what do you think? Do you think I'm going to get the job? You know, and... And so I like was just self-soothing with that all night and then somehow fell asleep. And then, oh, and then my favorite part was that night and then the next day, for whatever reason, my cell phone service kept dropping out, which is like never happened. And all of a sudden my phone is like constantly on, you know, SOS only. And I was like, you have got to be fucking kidding me. Oh my God. Well, so she had written me back Thursday, no, Wednesday night, like at like 7.30 being like, great, how's 10.30 tomorrow? I'll give you a call directly. And I thought, okay, does somebody use exclamation points when they're going to give you a call tomorrow to tell you you didn't get the job? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like reading yeah. into every detail. And I thought, and, and would she, would they be like excited to like respond to you after hours in order to tell you that you didn't have the job? You know, it's yeah. like, should I ask for some garlic bread? You know? Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. And so then... The next morning, you know, I am, I, I am just puddles. I'm just puddles of sweat. I am so stressed out, like waiting for the time to pass. My palms are soup, and then it gets to be about ten o'clock. And guess what happens? My cell phone service drops out, and I <sighs> turned into Carrie White at the prom. I was like, "No, no one is leaving," and I just like willed the service to come back, and then it dropped out again, and then it came back, and then it it stuck long enough and i like went upstairs and like sat on my bed because i thought for some reason the service would be better up there sure and and what's funny is i was sitting in that exact same place when i found out i got the first this temp job like six months ago so i thought maybe this is good luck the universe is leading me to the bed and then she calls and 
you know, was like there was only a minimum amount of small talk. And I was just kind of like I felt like what it feels like when you jump out of an airplane and you haven't like pulled the parachute yet. And I'm like, I'm just free falling into small talk. How am I? Well, it is quite hot, isn't it? Yes. Boy, (laughs) I thought summer was over. And then, (laughs) you know, I mean, at that point, I'm just gone. And she's like, okay, well, you know, uh, I'm calling with good news. And I was, and and that was the the first moment the knot started to unravel of stress that I have been sitting with the entire year. And, you know, lays out that the, you know, everyone was really impressed with me and really excited about me. And so she, you know, was excited to make the, you know, uh, the, the offer uh, to join the company and um, yeah. gave me the salary. And I was like, oh, yes, ma'am. That is. Yes. That is. So that is twice as much as I was making at this current job. So, uh-huh. which I'm not, and you know, let's be real. What I've been making currently is, you know, a couple of popcorns and peanuts, but like, <laughs> yeah, sure. Now I really got, now I really got Cracker Jacks going. And so, um, and so she was like, I'm just going to need, you know, a, a reference and then, you know, I'll get everything approved and get you the offer letter. And I was like, all right. And, and my manager at this current job was, had already offered to be the reference. And so she talked to him, I guess on, later that day on Thursday and then on Friday she and I had a call and I got an offer letter and I signed it an hour later and then I think I like sat in the shower and like heaved and sobbed for 10 minutes but I like I don't think any tears came out I think it was just kind of like a uh it was like it was a keening it was a sort of just like my body was just like trying to get it out of my system I and then I just I, Friday, I think I, I went to bed at like seven thirty. I was not functional. Um, wow, I was so because it, it was like Thursday night. What was great was like Thursday I got the the offer, and then like Thursday night I had plans with friends to go see a play, and so I kind of got to like celebrate a little bit with them on Thursday night. Oh yay! Um, but then we like had a couple drinks, and like I I did go. I didn't fall asleep till like two o'clock in the morning that night. I think I was so wound up, and so I think all of that. And plus the entire year of just being wound up, caught up with me. And Friday, I like, yeah, passed out super early. And Saturday morning was, I would say, probably the first morning the entire year of 2023 that I have woken up without anxiety. Oh, wow. I'm sorry, that was a very long story, but I just, (laughs) um, but yeah, and I've just, and, and it just feels like a new chapter. And, and of course I look back and I'm like, wow, it all worked out perfectly. Funny yeah. how that continues to happen. I know. So what do you have to go in a couple days a week? What's the deal with that? Is it, um, you know, where is it? Is it in Manhattan? Where is it located? So, yeah, so it's like hybrid and people go in like two days a week and they have like okay. catered lunches. Oh, that's people right. Go you in. said that. Yeah. And nice. the office is in like the Flatiron District area, which is like, I think there's somewhere. In like the, and, I, and I have worked like seven different jobs in that neighborhood. So like, I feel like I'm back in my turf, you know, like. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's really like, I've worked like two blocks down from where this building is on the exact same street. Like, it's really, um. So I, I, I kind of love that because I feel like that's that's what I'm looking for. I'm just looking for like, I don't know. I think it's just a good omen. And also, and I think I talked about this on the after show last week, but I like wrote out like back in February. I went back and reread it back in February before I even got 
the job at this current place, I wrote out exactly what I wanted and like down to like the salary and like the company dynamics and the dynamics of the job and all of that. And like the, like what the company was like. And then I like wrote it out again in May, but it was pretty much the same. And it is eerie how much all of that has come true. Like, (sighs) It is just all. like Anne Hathaway said, it came true. It came true. I looked at that offer letter and I was like, it came true. <laughs> so I, you know, I really am like, okay, I got to try this out. I got to pull the Viola Davis. I got to let yeah. the universe know about the husband that I want, you know? The, I, yes. Monkey qualities. I'll tell you that. Top of the list. Yes. And, and your future hubby. Oh, I love this. I, this is so exciting. It feels like, um, I mean, obviously, it's such a relief for you, too. But I feel like in general that, like you said, it feels like a new chapter. It's it's and I love that it's happening like in the fall going into the holidays, too. I feel like that's such an exciting time for like for me. I feel, you know, like walking into like, you know, uh, Manhattan in the fall, you know, just like getting your Starbucks and going your catered lunch. Yeah. So nice. I that's exactly it is I, I feel so good about going into the fall. And I had said fall is going to be my season and yeah. you know it's crazy is i think like the last day of summer is like or the first day of fall is like september 21st or something like that and my last day at this current job is september 22nd and so it's like as the seasons change wow so too do the seasons change and so it's just nuts it's just nuts i am so excited and i'm really excited about this new job i'm really in, like i also just feel like it's such a fresh start and I don't know. I'm I, there's that sense too of like, Ooh, you know, who do you want to be at this new job? You know, I love that. Yeah. I'm like addicted to that feeling. Yeah. I, I don't know what that is, but I guess it's just like the starting new meeting, new people, uh, meeting new friends, work friends, mm-hmm. maybe a husband. Hey, you, <laughs> that's the thing. Maybe a husband. Yes. It's, yeah. And, and, you know, it's like I also feel like I'm leaving this current job on a really high note. I mean, it's like I was a temp and like my manager is throwing me a Dallas barbecue goodbye lunch next week. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's like and I'm just like I was a temp. And so like it just feels really nice. That is nice. Uh, to like leave like, oh, okay, people liked me. I mean, because that's all I really care about, right? I just need them to like <laughs> sure. me. Doesn't yeah. anyone, yeah. I don't really care what about the work that I did. BFD, do, yeah. do you guys like me? Will you speak highly of me later? How yes, will you remember exactly. me? Yeah. Um, so it's just, and I'm just going to like, you know, keep doing the good work I've been doing until the very end, despite a little senioritis. And... And then I have a little three-day weekend uh, after my last day because I start on a Tuesday at this new job. And I just I, – I'll tell you the one thing I know I'm going to do. I'm going to buy some new clothes. <gasps> Yay. I was just going to ask. That was one of my two questions. One was like, are you going to buy some new clothes? And the second one was, did you celebrate in any sort of food way? <laughs> oh, I love that question. Or like a treat. Uh, yes. Yes. What did I do? I have been ordering a bit um, because I was just kind of like, well, you can because you can, yeah. can, can. And I, I had intended, I actually I think the the weather has been kind of crazy and I've just was kind of a, a, a wet noodle. But I what I still need to do is there's this um there's this really great bakery in Astoria called Rose and Joe's and they have these amazing cannolis and they have great pizza. And I kept telling myself if I got this mm-hmm. job, I'd go to Rose and Joe's for cannolis and pizza and I haven't done it yet. So 
I feel like in the next couple days this weekend, I I still need to do that. I'll, I know that. Okay, I love that. Yeah, that's exciting. So, but yeah, and you know, like I've ordered some things. Did I order anything really gluttonous? I think I got some Thai food one night. It was pretty good. Nice. Yeah, but no, you know what? I had intended to do more. Well, you know, one thing I did actually. Uh, one thing I think I believe I believe he's a listener of this podcast as well. I met uh, a Mary on Saturday night of this past weekend. Uh, no way. And I think he's a best supporting listener as well. Uh, Ted, if you're listening, hello. Um, hey, Ted. But I, he was in town, and so we met up for, uh, we got drinks and we got dinner, and it was like, it was so much fun. And I also felt like, wow, how that worked out to like get to celebrate with some friends on Thursday night, and then get to like have a like a reason to go out and celebrate on Saturday night as well. So, um, so that to, so that to me kind of felt like the universe kind of gave me a couple chances to do some celebrating. That's so nice. Yeah. What a week. What a week. Yeah. You know, instead of what a waste, what a week. It's I mean, it what is, a week. What a week. Uh, and so it really is. I mean, uh, I have to say, of course, you know, because I've just I've been waffling on and on. But I have to say, of course, you know, especially here on the main episode. Thank you for you and I have talked about this for months on and off the podcast. And you have been a very big support. And I really appreciate it. And, you know, this is impossible to get through alone. And sometimes you got to just like get it off your chest and you have been always willing to talk about it. So thank you very much. Yeah. Well, as Dorinda once said, it was an honor. <laughs> it was an honor. <laughs> it was, but truly, I mean, I, I love talking about, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I'm always on a similar path of like what, you know, even right now, like I'm just kind of chilling at my job and trying to think of like what's next. But I also feel like, you know, maybe winter will be my holiday, like my season, but I'm mm -hmm. also like optimistic at the same time. So I got a couple things brewing on my end as well. But um, I love talking about like, you know, you, even if it's just being like a sounding board too, but like offering any sort of advice I could just to kind of uh, keep you, you know, from jumping off the ledge, I feel too, because it, it's hard. I mean, I feel I've, I've been on both sides of that too. It's like when you're in, in the driver's seat too, you can't really see what's coming and but also like from my perspective too it's like it is gonna work out and but it's never easy to like digest that and like hear that information when you think that that it's not going to at the same time it's such like a weird like trust exercise it's like yeah sure it's gonna work out it's always worked out in the past but like what about this time you know and yeah and you look at other people you know it's like of course i uh, I see so many posts on, you know, especially this year with all the layoffs and whatnot. It was like a lot of people on Reddit and on LinkedIn and, and yeah. you know, wherever else. TikTok. You know, TikTok, of course, of course, where you just kind of like you start to take on other people's narratives and you don't even have the full picture, you know, and um, and, and you see posts on you know any of these places where someone's like, it's brutal out there. It's brutal out there. I, I put out 600 applications. I've been on 42 interviews. Yeah. Nothing. I've been unemployed for 17 years. You know, and it's just like, what's, you know, and it's like, I, I, it's like, okay, I guess if that's what's true for you, I guess that's what's got to be true for me. And yeah, uh, why should I be rescued from this, you know, uh, this situation? And it's, I don't know. I, I, all I can do is 
do what I did and I know what I did and I did apply to a lot of jobs and I did get a lot of rejection letters and a lot of just like no responses at all. So like, yeah, you know, and all told, it's like I went through, you know, I don't know. I mean, for this job, it was like all told like six rounds and um, that's a lot, you know, and, and but I will say this company that I'm joining now, like they got all those interviews done like I from when I had the first call with the recruiter to getting the offer letter, it was literally a month. And that is wow. so fast for I think for jobs yeah. these days. Yeah, depending on the company. Too. I have I have a friend of mine who's been interviewing at a company downtown and they had a 3-hour interview from like like 9 a.m. to noon. I'm like, "What do you do during that time? You're talking about your favorite movies." Yeah. And, and I and like sometimes and I, th- I feel that it's the same with you too because I feel like you you know there's presentations involved and like new people are brought in and then like a lot of people are brought in and then it kind of narrows down again, but it's it sounds exhausting, but I I agree with you. I do feel like a month is a pretty quick turnaround. It's yeah, it's I'm I feel very grateful. I don't think I could have endured, you know, a a three month process. I would have gone crazy. And so I it was a very good first impression of this company. It was like, wow, they like and it was thorough. I was like, this is this is really impressive. And honestly, I don't think I've ever had to go through this many steps to get a job. I mean, to be honest, probably half the jobs I've had in the past I've gotten from references to other people I've worked with. And I had to do maybe one or two interviews. And so I had to work. Like, this is the hardest I've ever had to work to get a job. I love it, though, in a way, because it feels like it feels like you've earned it. It feels like you did it yourself without any sort of like help. And that does feel really rewarding at the end. A reference is great. Like I would, I, you know, it's not nepotism by any means, but it's it's also nice when someone's just like, oh, yeah, he's great. Just hire him. And it's done. It's like, great. But yeah. it, there is something even more special about like what you just went through even though it was stressful <laughs> but like sure, the payoff but... is also feels double as good yeah now that it's over i'm like oh my god that was exhilarating you know yeah. uh, and i am you're right i'm very proud it, you know to be able to yes. get it on your own i'm really proud and so i um so yes i whatever you know whatever good juju i have you know acquired from the from the universe I'm I, if anything that I have left over, I'm giving it away. So if it, if winter is going to be your season, let's make winter your season. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I think there's some good stuff on the horizon for both of us, really. I agree. So it's, it's very exciting. Now, do you not want to jinx it or do you have anything specific you want to like tell the universe you want? Because oh, I'll tell you, sometimes you got to just let it know. I think the hardest thing. So I. I want to start out and be by being a little bit mysterious. And I, I, the only person I've told this is actually Keon, and I'm going to keep it a secret. So I'm sort of working on something, a new, a new career path, to be honest. Um, but I, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, uh, that's because fine. it's it's going to take some time, of course. And I want to put in the work and really put my focus into it. And of course, there's that part of me that like sometimes I feel like saying stuff out loud is like a jinx in a way. Mm-hmm. I think I remember like something about, uh, I was reading like this, I mean, who am I kidding? I don't read, it's probably a TikTok or something, <laughs> but like uh, like about creativity or like a project or something. Like don't, you don't have to run to tell everyone, like just do it for yourself. So when you mm-hmm. actually have something that like reports and something like that feels substantial or like sort of set in stone, then it'll feel a lot better once you release that into the wild. So I'm gonna try my best to to do that. So I w- I'm just going to say that for now. But I, you know, I, I want 
the most ironic thing about my job right now is like it's so cushy that I don't have to do a lot and I do enough. But like, uh, you know, I think Keon was saying yesterday, too, because I had like I had this breakdown earlier this week. But I the weird thing about it is like I feel this is like going to get really woo woo here. But oh, go um, for it. I thought of that mom from Adam's Family Values. She says um, she's like $3,000 for summer camp and he's Mr. Woo Woo. Uh, Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, where I feel the old, like there's like an older version of me that is, is being like retired and kind of, I don't want to say dying because that sounds so dramatic too. And like I'm moving into this new era and this like new sort of like frame of mind and it's a little sad in a way. And I've been like, like, it's been be, I, I've been releasing this in like the weirdest ways. Like I have been having a really hard time at the gym lately. I was working out last week with Keon and we were both doing our separate thing. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do any more. I felt so tired. And I was like, I can't just walk out of here, can I? And I was like, you actually can. Like, because I, re- I felt like I was going to cry and mm. I didn't want to do that. And I it was maybe like 15 minutes into the workout or something. And I was like, and my trainer was like, are you okay? And like, anytime someone asks, are you okay? That's instant like waterworks for like <laughs> yep. most people too. And I'm like, yeah, I I said like, I'm kind of spiraling a little bit here. And I, uh, I was like, but I think I'm okay. And then a couple mo- more minutes went by and I was like, I have to go. It was very much like Heidi in Closet. <laughs> I was in my moo-moo. I was like, you know what? I'm going now. And I just like ran up the street. <laughs> but I I had to do it. Like, I, I, I don't know what would have happened to me if I would have stayed there. And that was on Thursday. And I had another workout on Monday. And like the same thing happened. Only I was by myself this time. But I got through the workout. And my poor trainer i mean he probably he you know i'm sure he sees it all the time too like people just kind of going through it and like he's will i think i'm going to go on thursday of this week and like i don't know if i want to quit the gym or like i don't know why all of my stress is like manifesting at the gym um but i you know we'll talk it out but i was just like i he was trying to like talk to me and make small talk and i just like couldn't talk i was like if i talk i'm going to cry and I like went home and I just like burst into tears for like, you know, 10 minutes. And mm-hmm. I was and then I was fine. I was like, what is going on with me? Like, I I just feel like I'm not in control of my like, I can't regulate my emotions for some reason. And who knows what it is, really. But and I think a lot of it has to do with my job right now. Like, I feel like I'm really hitting this wall of like. I don't belong here. And like to, to pull one of your quotes, like I'm wearing shoes that are too small and I'm trying to like put them on every day. And I'm just like scaring myself with how little I care at this point, but I'm still doing my job, but there's nothing worse than like, just like trudging through. So this is all to say, like, I know I have to hang on to it and it's not like so much of a detriment detriment to my mental health that like, you know, if I hold on to this job for another six months or maybe even like a year at the most, like I'm just going to be a shell of a human. Like it, it, it's it's like this. Sometimes it's in big waves and sometimes I'm like, I'm fine. This is all fine. So I'm hoping to back to your original question, even though I just dumped so much out into the universe. I I want to be able to quit my job. To move forward with this mystery career that I'm not going to divulge mm-hmm. um, in, I'd say, six months to a year. 
that's kind of my goal. Um, cause I feel like if I can, I would be, um, there, I don't even like happy isn't even like a strong enough word if this all works out. And I really feel like I'm ready to do it like at long last. I don't know. And maybe that's part of like, I'm, I'm trying to give up lazy Nick, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and move into like motivated and saying yes, Nick, and like believing that I can, cause I can. But it, it's super hard to feel that and like remind yourself of that too, of your talent and your capabilities and that you're deserving of it at the same time too. And even though it might be risky, you can still hold on to your day job while you do this other thing too. So I will stop there. I feel like I was talking for 10 minutes, but uh, that's that's kind of that. Wow. Your thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's very exciting and I, I think it does definitely sound like you are, you know... Uh, having a, a real transformation reinvention chapter and yeah. i mean i i was i don't know if i've told the story before but like when i was it was like how old was I? I was like 14 or 15 and we were like in new orleans for like my cousin's wedding and i saw like one of those you know fortune tellers psychics on the street and you know and and who knows but she just like called me over and i was like all right why not and she you know would record it on a cassette tape and i was like well hey that's a that's a gimmick and she you know said all kinds of different things but the one thing that always stuck with me and and i will say you know uh so many years later has has felt true and i and certainly could be applicable for a lot of people is like she said you have to keep reinventing yourself over and over and over again you have to keep reinventing yourself and yeah. i thought i think that there's something about that that I think is very exciting because it means that you can keep reinventing yourself and, and there isn't like this sense of like, well, this is what I am and this is what I do. And, and, you know, I, I think God bless TikTok, but there is so much of an aesthetic and also an Instagram of like, well, now that I'm in my thirties, you know, it's like basically like put me in the ground. And I, yeah, I think that's so funny. Like I get that, but I also think like, wait a minute, why yeah, that's funny and everything, but like we're so young. Like you are young, you know. It's like, <laughs> and so it's like, it's like, but no, come on, we don't have to just like relegate ourselves to like going to Costco on the weekend. We can also do that, but we can also like do whatever the hell we want. Especially if you don't, you're not tied down by like you know familial obligations or you know whatever. And so I feel like in terms of this other thing you're working on, what I I think yes, absolutely, keep it to yourself. It makes me think of. Uh, Michaela Cole's acceptance speech, I guess, at the Emmys when she was like, mm-hmm. um, some, you have to go away for a little while sometimes and like, yeah, be willing to go do your thing and it's fine. You'd be willing to go away for a little while. And obviously that doesn't mean you have to like retreat to the woods, but there can be, I feel like, you know, to be honest, I feel like, um, in, it's, this is so silly, but like studying for my Salesforce certification. No, yeah. like a <laughs> variation of this. I was it's like, definitely that. Yeah, I was like, this is this thing I have to go do, and and even this whole year, it was just like I just have to like, I, I just need to focus on this thing, and it just needs to be. And granted, I didn't go away. I talked about it anywhere I could, but I I totally <laughs> get that, and and I think sometimes those those kind of projects are like guacamole you know expose it to the air and it's gonna turn brown you know so like yeah keep the lid on it um I think there's something oh oh, no 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 keep going oh oh, as for like this you know the where how the stuff like the the breakdowns after the gym and all that stuff I, I I believe there's a lot of there's a lot of intelligence in those experiences I mean 
when I started doing yoga in California, which it's like gross, but like during my like <laughs> you know, during my like vegan yoga era in California, um, when I started doing it, like the first like few weeks, like they would say like there's certain poses that'll like release certain emotions or whatever, and and sometimes it's just like the practice of doing doing this, like yeah. um, it's not uncommon for emotions to come up and i would cry in like every yoga class at some point i would start crying <laughs> and it just seemed like oh this stuff just needs to come out you know and yeah 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 and sometimes it was you know i'll say this as well is sometimes when that happens to me when i get really emotional i i get into a headspace of like what is this about and what do i need to now do to solve what i'm upset about and I think that there is sometimes it's like the solution is just to cry. You just need to feel it. Your yeah. body just needs to feel it. That's all. You don't have to do anything. You just have to do what you're doing right now. Just cry. And yeah, I found that to be helpful. I think that's I I, I think I'm slowly starting to realize that, too. I, I I'm like, it's OK. It's OK if I cry and it's OK if I don't necessarily know why. You know, I, I kind of know why. But, you know, I, I think I'm just very like. I feel a little bit without direction. And I was telling Keon, and I think I've said this on this podcast too, like I'm so jealous of people that have been in their career for like 20 years and know exactly what they're doing. But there's also a flip side to that too. Like Keon works harder than, and, and longer than anyone I know. And he's really good at his job. And like he has a lot of respect and he makes like a, a lot of money and he's comfortable. And I'm like, I wish I could have that because like so much of the last year in this role has just been like I feel dumber than you know when I was an account advisor and now I'm like a director of this department and like no one showed me how to do that and there's so many calls that I'm on not all of them that are just like so over my head and I don't I don't feel like it's my department I don't feel like I'm contributing in like a way that like really feels productive or like is making sort any sort of impact and I and I don't have like a team I have a team but I don't have a team to like bounce shit off of I have like people that I report to so it's just like this very weird like I've worked my way up to this point and now I'm like no thanks mm -hmm. yeah. yeah I I I mean I'm if there's a, if I do think that we've had parallel paths in a lot of ways and I experienced so much of what you're talking about before I left my day mm -hmm. job a few years ago and so like yeah i know exactly what you're talking about and uh i think it's great that you've got like a plan to focus on and and i get it right like yeah you think of those people who just like yeah they just they know what they're doing and there's a sense of consistency and there's a i mean you think about what was it and they're, they're good at it yeah, and they're good so at it good there's at the, you know and i think of that like that TikTok of that guy who just kind of records his like mundane day of like getting Love ready. Him. Also, yeah. he's so hot. I so thought he was hot. gay and he's married. Oh well, you know. Ugh. And not not that you can't be gay and not married. Yeah, but like, but, like yeah, not yeah, the good to one. a woman. Woof. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, but it's like there is some sense of like, I also just like I, I think that level of consistency at some point would also just like drive me nuts, and I feel like it, we're probably similar in that way, and that we like try something new every once in a while and like i don't know i think that's i think that that has probably pros and cons as well you know what i mean like i think that yeah there are people who've been doing the same thing for 20 years who are like oh god like i couldn't do anything differently now i'm so locked into what i'm doing yes um yes. and and we don't have that problem but like 
we also navigate the like, well, every few years I change things up and then it's, you know, a little bit scary and a little bit of unknown and directionless. And I, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it, I think both paths have challenges and both paths have, um, you know, fruits of the labor or whatever, or, or have successes. But um, I don't know. I mean, if there is any parallel to the path, I'm really hoping that from a day job standpoint, the Salesforce thing is kind of, finally like ooh a consistent thing i really like doing and could like grow yeah. with for a while and yes. so and i would have never expected that a couple of years ago and so i'm not saying oh maybe you should consider salesforce but like it, it is i think i i feel from my experience of course it's possible to like change directions even to something completely non corporate related or whatever i feel like uh if you've got an inkling to do it then good god at least try you know yeah, uh, you made me think of like 16 different things of, at once, so I'm going to try to remember where I wanted to start. But I, I think one thing I'm learning about myself is I, I have to like control my my impulsiveness. Is that a word or impulse? What am I trying impulsivity, to say? Impulsivity, impulsivity. Impulsivity, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm very impulsive when it comes to like a lot of things in my life, and, and it, it does feel that way. It's like I start to itch after like two or three years in any position, um and also like i have to like learn how to control like my patience for how quickly i want those new things to start because it's like i'm an adult now and i have been adult uh, an adult so i'm like trying to it's like but I, I i've been making good money for the past like you know a couple years or so so i'm like okay i have like i have this much money like saved up as sort of like an emergency fund. So like, I'll be fine. Even if I like quit my job tomorrow, I would be fine. And I can also find something else to like, just do in the meantime. Um, but it's, I, I also feel like, especially with this new mystery career here, it's like, I feel like a lot, all of the things that I've done in my past add up to this, uh, like all of my skill sets and all of like what I'm really good at and what I'd be happy doing add up to it. So like, that in itself is exciting compared to like other things that I've wanted to do in the past. I'm like, maybe it's funny. You said like, uh, like Salesforce or something. And I, I saw on like TikTok there's like a girl who's like a notary. What is it? Notary Republic. Is that what it is? Yeah. Or like a uh, Not notary public. I think it is. Public. Yeah. Well, I don't know why I said Republic, but, yeah. um, and she makes like so much money. I was like, what if I just like got certified in that and I only have to work four hours a day or something. But it, then I go down this rabbit hole of like, I just have to pick this one thing and I feel good about this one thing more. Th the last time I felt like that, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. This actually feels like a good fit is when I was starting to teach private voice lessons mm -hmm. like four years ago, five years ago. Um, I was like, wow, I can't believe I get to do this. And like, of course it came with its cons, like working in, I had to work in the evenings and there's like some other bullshit, you know, like every job is going to have that too. But I'm, I'm really feeling good about it but I also have a lot of work ahead of me as well too so I'm just gonna put my head down and retreat a little bit I think it's kind of poetic that maybe winter is my season to just like hibernate and do this and then emerge victorious in the spring you know absolutely I think that's great I feel like I mean again if if there's parallel paths that I feel like I I feel like 
I was where you were a year ago because it was like right around now where I was like, I think Salesforce is like the thing I want to pursue. And then I yeah. kind of like, you know, yeah, then I spent the winter, you know, focusing on that. And then I got the job in the spring and then, you know, stressed out through the summer. And then here I am in the fall with a new job. And so it's like, I, I don't think the exact same timeline has to happen for you, but I, I hope, I hope that it has the same, you know, uh, trajectory. And I, yeah. I think that's great. I think it's so exciting um, I definitely feel that way with Salesforce where it's like when I have to go in and like create a new field or something, I'm like, Ooh, I'm so excited. I love <laughs> doing this. And yeah. so I think whatever that feeling is, like, I think the other, uh, another good indicator of like, is this a good fit is like, what is something you're willing to like put your head down and do for five hours? And it's not even a matter of being willing. You just do it. You know, it's yep. like, I feel like I really enjoy editing podcasts. Like I really enjoy it. And I will take a long time to do it because I'll listen to the whole thing and I like to kind of like fix little nuances and things sure. like that. And um, not that I'm like hyper editing all the episodes, but I just enjoy the process of it. And so I feel like, oh, okay, that's a good indicator of like a thing I like to do. And I feel like working on Salesforce is something I'm willing to spend hours on and just like I'm compelled to finish. And so I think that's like, you know, if you feel compelled, I feel like that's almost like the sign about anything. If you feel compelled by a person, if you feel compelled by a job, like I think there's, there's certain things that there's no wishy-washiness about. Yeah, I agree. I think that there's, it feels, it really does feel right in a way where I, where I'm heading. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to trust that and keep, you know, keep on manifesting, but um, we'll see what happens, but I'm excited I'm excited, even with my emotions that are all over the place. I'm still kind of keeping my eye on the prize. It's not, it, like it's not making me want to give up anything at all. It, it feels separate from this, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes I think that sort of like emotional chaos is honestly a good sign. Like mm -hmm. it, you you kind of need like some sort of indicator that you're shaking things up. You know what I mean? And so yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've honestly like in the past, like this past year. I mean, there were plenty of little meltdowns and emotional moments and really flat moments. But I kind of look back now and it's like, Oh yeah, it, these kind of transformations are kind of, that sort of comes with the territory. So I almost feel like to be honest, from my point of view, the fact that you're having like a lot of emotions come up is actually like a really good sign that you're like, you're shifting some shit, you know? Yeah. I'm figuring some stuff out and kind of, I don't know, cleaning out some of that trauma, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of who I thought I was or am. Uh, but yeah, I, I it's exciting stuff. So and a lot of the yeah, I'll, I'll stop there because I was, I was almost going to go into my, my oh. mystery career here, but uh, I'm not going to I'm going to keep it tight lipped for now. Yeah. Keep the lid on, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, that's, you know, uh, that's very exciting. I'm really I I love this for the best supporting podcast that we're, you know, uh, we're on these journeys. We're very much having a very special episode this week, and I think we've deserved <laughs> yes, it that's and right. earned it. Yeah, if only I was drinking some sort of like pumpkin spice drink, you know. Oh, that's what I still need to like make happen. I need to make that pumpkin spice situation yes. happen. Yeah. Well, I know you yourself are drinking out of a, a new beverage container, Colin. Oh, you mean? Oh, I hear it. <laughs> Y'all want a twist? <laughs> Yes, I, I spotted enough people on TikTok with these big honking 
you know, water bottles with handles on them and the straw sticking out the top. And I just thought, you know, that would be really nice. I'm always drinking out of, you know, mom's water bottle from Curves. And I'm ready to, like, <laughs> step it up. And I want this bottle that keeps your cold drinks cold and your hot drinks hot. And, you know, you could put a nice coffee in it and the ice will just stay ice and it doesn't turn into, like, you know, brown water. And so I didn't know what the viral one was on TikTok. I just went to Amazon, or I think Amazon even, like, showed me, a you know, something like this on the main page. And I was like, oh, suddenly I think I need that. And I don't know how much they cost, you know, the, like the, the real deals cost, but I got mine uh, for $30. And nice. I, I think it's called, I don't know what it is. It says S big line in between it m and so i have an s&m bottle and yes. it's and it's huge it's it's like I, I would say it's like a foot tall and um it's great i've been drinking everything out of it i got water in it right now sometimes i you know i'll, have a, a, I'll put it on my, my bedside table when i go to bed i wake up in the middle of the night guess who's got cold water uh this guy i love it yeah so i'm obsessed i can't wait to figure out what Amazon or TikTok or the combination of the two is going to make me buy next, especially now that I have a little bit of disposable income again. That's right. So, I mean, for I feel like most folks know, too, but uh, you, you got yourself, it sounds like a Stanley dupe, as they're calling it on TikTok, mm -hmm. the Stanley cup. I, I and I, I think it's just like it wears you down, TikTok shop, and it is. I'm impressed by it in a way because the moment I I bought so they had like this Stanley flash sale on TikTok shop but I didn't fall in love with any of the colors because I wanted a green one um, and I wanted like a very specific shade of green and I actually got mine off of William Sonoma like the oh. like the actual website and I think mine was it was a little bit more expensive than yours, but it wasn't like the full blown like I feel like some of them can be like $60 or something like that. I'm like mm -hmm. that's a little crazy, but um, I so I got a green one. I'm very excited for it. I forget what the color's name is. Let me see if I could find it here. Uh, yes, what is it? Oh, it doesn't show when I click on the name. Uh, but it's it's a very beautiful color. Uh, and I'll take a picture of it and put it on our Instagram or something. But yeah. mine should be coming in because of that. Because it's on William Sonoma. Like I've had to wait ages for it. Like I ordered it like last. Monday or something like that and I think we're so used to Amazon that it's and I think they do sell them on Amazon but again I wanted this color so again mm -hmm. I'm practicing patience Colin practicing it I think that's great it's a great little exercise you know I uh yeah I'm, I'm think looking about at something else think yeah. about something else you know think about all those other fun things you have to drink out of you know yeah um, um so very excited for that but TikTok shop man it's well yeah I know. I mean, I just, I feel like I don't need to get the brand name thing. Like I'm looking here on Amazon and they got, they got one here that's, you know, they got one here that's 1442. Yeah. And it looks just like, the, and you know, so now I already feel duped. So God forbid, talk about a dupe cup, you know, like I already feel like <laughs> yeah. I got, I got duped, but I, I love the color. I got sort of an, yeah, yours um, is cool. I got an ombre kind of lemon lime green to yellow. And so, uh, yeah, so I'm I'm very happy with this decision. I I intend to use it. Bring it often. to the office. Uh, They'll oh, know when you're coming, you're gonna be one of those gays, just like. <laughs> well, that's the thing. With your it's, iced coffee and your ugly. Yeah, yeah, 
it's so big and it's so bright that I feel like that is one of the things I'm considering is like, when do I feel comfortable bringing this to the office? I know know because we know that this is a basic thing, folks. I told a couple friends that I bought one and they're like, oh, Nick, why? And I was Mm. like, I don't know. I mean, I know like TikTok shop got me, but I also wanted it. And I was like, so let me have it. Yeah. You know, I... I'm, I think this I think this new Nick walks out of the gym when he doesn't want to exercise. And if he wants a Stanley <laughs> Dupe cup, he gets himself a goddamn Stanley it. Dupe cup from Williams and Sonoma's. Okay. Okay. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah, I, it felt good. I, d- I didn't feel any regrets. I also bought this week. I saw it, it scares the shit out of me every time I see Ina post a picture of Jeffrey, just a picture of Jeffrey. I'm like, has he passed? I literally thought this was it. But he was wearing a Barefoot Contessa hat, and it was just like, it's the end of summer, and here's Jeffrey. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm sure everyone also feels the same If you're for those who follow Ina. But I was like, I want that hat. So I went to the Barefoot Contessa website, and I got myself that hat. And it's so cute. And it's so plain, but it's like a nice, uh, it's a good hat. Like a good quality hat, and it just—it's like a baby blue, and um, I'll send you a picture of it real quick. Oh, uh, please do. Yeah, and okay. I can't wait to wear it in like Palm Springs and just see who like checks me out. Yup. Yeah, and they're just yeah. like, "Wow, how great is that hat?" Yes. Like, yeah, I know. I'm how like, easy you're is gay that? Too? You're <laughs> gay like, too. You're gay too. I just need to find the right kind of gays at Palm Springs, which I guess is a perfect little segue into. Uh, Keon and I are going to Palm Springs in October, like the first, first ish, second week ish of October. We're going to. The plan is, even though this is a very long day, and I'm hoping that it, that it just like works out, um, we'll be flying to LAX from Pittsburgh, and we have like we have like a three hour layover. It was like you know when you're booking flights, it's like okay, either we wake up at like three a.m. And it's like a direct flight or we wake up a little bit later and not stress. It was like weighing the pros and cons. And like one of them was like leaving super late in the day. But we wanted our dream or at least what we're going to do is like we're going to get into LAX. You know, we're losing three hours. So we'll we'll be getting there at like one o'clock and then we're going to drive up to Palm Springs, which is about two hours away. So I understand the dangers of like an eight hour sort of flight experience and then wanting to hop in a car for two hours but i do love driving we got Mm -hmm. ourselves a nice rental car i think like it's a different form of transportation where we're in control like it always feels good to get into a car and just go after a flight anyway so then we're gonna head straight to palm Springs, spend like four or five days up there and then come back to la for i think like really like two full days like two and a half days i guess and then fly home Oh, my goodness. I mean, you know, it's so funny because when you first told me about this trip, you're like, yeah, we haven't really taken any vacations this year. And I'm like, you guys have traveled so much this year. Like, it's been a big year of trips. Like, I I feel like you guys have really – I know it hasn't been, like, Italy or Hawaii, but it's like you guys were taking little trips, you know, to – uh, Sweet Valley, you know, River this summer. And, That's right, Smith uh, Mountain Lake. Smith yeah. Mountain Lake, you know, and, and up to New Hampshire. And yeah. I feel like there was another trip. I feel like it too. It's like I, I feel like we're always doing something. And then like when I look to see what we did, it's not as much. It just feels like a lot too. But you're right. It's like we've had a lot of trips, but we haven't had a proper vacation. So we are, I can't wait to just sit there and fucking do nothing and lay by the pool 
and hang out with some gay people and see if anyone notices my hat. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it, it, Palm Springs does have a good like older generation of gays, and I feel like yes. you're. I feel like the. I hope that comes with a certain respect for what Ina does with what she's done for this yeah. community. So I and I saw the picture of the hat. It's very cute. It's very. Yeah. It's very um like uh, Nantucket. It's very. East Hampton, if you will. Yes. It's, it's almost it, like a light denim. Mm-hmm. It's like a light denim, yeah. and then it has in a very cute little font, Barefoot Contessa on the front. That's, oh, I think it's great. Wear it. um, now, are you a, uh, a frontwards or a backwards hat person? I'm a frontwards one, um, but I, I've never worn a hat backwards, ever. But maybe, maybe this is the hat. I don't know. I think try it. I mean, I understand. I, 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 I physically can't wear a hat forwards because I will always look like, like little Megan on the softball league, you know, age <laughs> yes, 11. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I just look, I just, I, you know, no offense to Megan on the softball league. She's so good. What a little slugger, but I just don't want to look like her. And so I always wear it backwards because it's really talk about pros and cons. It's like, do I want to look like a douche or do I want to look like Megan? And it's like, I'm just going to look like a douche, you know? And honestly, yeah. I love it. I embrace it. That's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, no, I like wearing backwards baseball hats. Yeah, of course. I think you should try it. It makes me feel, I feel like it's when RuPaul talks about like when you, when you get into drag, you put a wig on. I feel like yeah. it does something to you. I feel like this is no different. Okay. And that way people can see it as they're walking behind me and be like, yeah, hey, do you like the barefoot Contessa. And right. Like, yes, I do. And then you turn around. Why? Yes, I do. Yikes. So yeah, I think that's going to be uh, a really nice time. Um, looking forward to it. Where, where should we go next here, Colin? We, we have a game. We have, I don't have too much to report. I did finish the bear and I watched a little bit of something else. So do we go there real quick? I don't know. I think I, at the very least, I just need to know what you thought about the scene between Jamie Lee and Pete in the last episode of the bear. I thought it was inspired. I love that it was Pete. It, it couldn't have been anyone else but Pete, mm -hmm. to be honest. And I love, because he's kind of like, he's the dope that showed up way too late during the Christmas episode. Yeah. Um, and I love that he got that moment with her um, and got to sort of like hold that in, I guess, and like make you wonder if he ever will tell Natalie, Natalie, right? Mm -hmm. Natalie, um, that she showed up. Um, for those of you who haven't seen The Bear, I feel like, you know, uh, fast forward a couple minutes if you, you want to watch season two and haven't got quite to the end. But I, I mean, you hinted that Jamie Lee was coming back. I'm glad that she did. I kind—I also loved the way that she came back. I think that's like the perfect way for her to sort of pop in, but also still have like another great talking through tears moment on the sidewalk in the freezing cold. Her hair looked great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I, I totally agree. The, the idea of having it be a scene between her and Pete of all people in that, in that Christmas episode, I thought was just so genius. And I loved like what it gave that, character and what it gave him to do like when he came, went back into the restaurant and he started to get emotional and like it was just I just thought it was what a what a genius idea what a genius idea to give yeah. that to Pete and and Jamie Lee I think is it, it is incredible in that scene it's obviously so much yeah. more restrained than the Christmas episode and I really love it yeah I'm glad that we got to see um oh what's her name Diane Diane 
Uh, uh, Donna. Donna. Again, I also love when Richie called Carmi Donna. I thought that was such a great jab because it Mm -hmm. really like set him off. And I also love how he got locked into the freezer. I thought that was also a genius like plot device to really make sure that like to let everyone fly and to take care of it in their own way. I thought it was beautiful, but it doesn't really end up so well for Carmi, um, you know, with his relationship. Um, But I, I think a beautiful finale. I thought season two was it's I feel like it's just gaining momentum. I don't know where the, they, they will go for season three, um, but I'm excited to see. Yeah, I, I was so I thought the ending was the last episode was such a great triumph for Richie and for Sydney. I, yeah. I think, you know, yes, it was like, oh, my God, Carmi got trapped in the walk in. But like the opportunity that that gave Richie to finally like really, you know, call things and really like take control and just like th- the sort of collaboration and trust that we saw between Richie and Sydney, these two characters who really have been oil and water. It was, it was beautiful. I just, I, I absolutely loved it. And I, yeah, that show is, is just a work of art. And so it is, it's truly so great. I I can't wait for Jamie Lee to win that Emmy. I think it's going to be a a really exciting time for us. Yes. Um, But until then, I want to say real quick, the only other thing I watched this week, I went back and I think I talked about it maybe last week or the week prior. Um, I finished the last season of Veep. I've been working my way through for so long and just kind of setting it aside. But the last season is so good. And the last episode is even better I loved it like especially for a comedy because it's it's I feel like it's hard to wrap up a comedy especially one so zany and just like you know they they develop their own sort of sort of world of veep you know just like the world of 30 rock you know but they want to have like a sentimental moment too but I I thought it was perfect I love that show so much and I think I've said this too before like I don't know why that show doesn't come up more often in conversations about like the best comedies of all time because I feel like it won like the best uh, what is it called comedy series at least two or three years in a row like I know Julia Louis-Dreyfus was like sweeping up those Emmys but I just think it's it's so good and it never dipped in Mm -hmm. like six seasons which is I think a triumph in its own right I should really, I should make that like my next show that I really become a completist on. I've only ever like watched a few episodes on an airplane. I've always enjoyed it. And I mean, she's incredible. So maybe that'll be, uh, maybe that'll be something I, that'll be a nice fall show, you know? Yeah. I mean, who am I to, again, to tell you to watch anything, but you know, half hours, some great women. Minna came back in the last season. I I had you watch that compilation of Selena and Minna Mm -hmm. as an assignment one week. Um, I, I love it so much. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, I, Veep. you know, I, I, it's like, I don't know why I keep forgetting. Cause it's like, why would I not love Veep? I love Veep. Yeah. I love her. So, yeah. Um, well then I think, you know, given we've, we've, uh, we do have, we do have a game that I think we should, we should dive into and then we'll, you know, we'll, we'll wrap things up after that with our, our usual affairs. Um, let's do it. Why don't you, this is your game. So why don't you bring it to the people? Yeah, so last week, folks, for those of you who aren't Patreon uh, subscribers, I picked three random BSAs and just it was kind of this like ranking of three, two, one. Like, uh, what was one of them? I think I had this is we had to tweak this one, but I feel like um, one was Margot Martindale 
Anne Dowd, and then who was the third one? I think I had Kathy Bates, but we put her in a different category. I think we I put Jane Howdy Shell. Jane Howdy Shell, yes, thank you. And like rank them three to one based on, I mean, acting capabilities, but also I think just like your love for them too, which is which is hard. So it was a it's a fun conversation starting game for like a group of gays and gals for sure. So this week I flip the script and I have all men categories. Wow. Wow. And I have I have five different trios of men that we've talked about. I try to keep a BSA pod specific. So all these men we've talked about at some point on the podcasts. And wow. I know that you said you had a couple as well. I've got some too. So indeed, you know, last week, the working title of this game, and it's just a working title, is Anne Ranking because we're ranking them. But it sounds like you've got a case of man ranking. I was just going to say. Very yes, exciting. Thank you for, yes, 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 man yes. ranking. Um, so I, I want to... How many do you have? How many trios? You know, and I found, you know, I would get like two and I'd be like, fuck, what's a good third one? So I have one, two, three, four, five, six. I have seven. Whoa. Okay. But I don't have to use all of them because I think we could play this more often. So I know, but I'm so excited too. So let me think about how to do this. Well, I know we'll probably have some overlap as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Let's do this. Let's do, let's do three of each, in the three that you're most excited about. Because I know you said you were pretty pumped about one of them too, or like yes. the hardest to decide. So, I am. I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna. I'm just looking at my list real quick. Okay, we're gonna start out kind of easy, I think. I so all of mine are I I titled mine even though it's man ranking, um I I titled this like Queen of Queens, <laughs> so mm. who is the ultimate queen? So my first category is eighties queens, and I am gonna say. Okay, so here we are. We have Steve Gutenberg, we have Kevin Pollock, and we have Billy Crystal, but from When Harry Met Sally. You know, Steve Gutenberg from It Takes Two, Kevin Pollock from really anything, because I think he's like so hot in like a short king kind of way too. Mm-hmm. So, and this is more like a lusty category than like an acting capability category. But you know, they're all really great in their own right. So, what do you think? All right. So my options are Gutenberg, Kevin Bill, Pollock, Kevin Pollock, and Billy Crystal. And Billy Crystal, and when okay. Harry met Sally. In when Harry met Sally, <laughs> who is a real babe. That white cable knit sweater. Ugh is it's like iconic a white cable knit sweater on billy crystal in when harry met sally kevin pollock in that baseball shirt in, <gasps> in house arrest and then like steve gutenberg in that like all wet coming all out wet of yes 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 okay yes. i like that i like these the specific, are, yeah these are what i'm yes. this is what i'm struggling with okay you know i think ultimately i i I have to trust when the universe shuffles the shells and says, here you go. I think I am going to say, and listen, all three of them could just tear me up like chicken. Let's be clear. (laughs) But I think I'm going to say, I'm going to put Kevin Pollack third. I'm going to put Billy second. It's just so hard to beat Gutenberg. That chest, that oh yeah, he just the shoulders. The shoulders. I have such. A, I mean, obviously, we've had little you know three men and a little lady experience with him. We've had you know it takes two experience. I mean, 
he's you know he's the goot so i'm gonna say that's that's how i want him i think that might be my ranking too to be honest but again like you said i'll take any of them yeah any of them yeah just like you know just spin the lazy susan and see who it lands on me you know yes all right how about uh one of yours okay so i'll start a little bit easy here and and i I just I chose three actresses of a certain age who have been meaningful to us on this podcast in uh, in significant ways, each okay. in their own way. Wow. First, we have uh, Angelica Houston. <sighs> then we have Olympia Dukakis, uh. and finally we have Eileen Brennan. <gasps> How dare you? Wow. Yeah. Each have played significant roles on this podcast as Eileen in Smash, as, you know, in Moonstruck and Steel Magnolias and, and, uh, God forbid, away from her, uh, Olympia Dukakis. And then, of course, and, and let, and uh, look who's talking. And then, of course, Eileen from Clue, Last Picture Show. I just, anyway, I just, to give context. Okay. Surprisingly, once I got over that initial shock, I think I it's pretty clear, actually. Mm-hmm. Again, all these women. I'm going to put Angelica in the third spot. I'm going to put Olympia in the second, and I'm going to give number one to Eileen. Uh, and it feels right. I feel really good about it. I I, I like that. I think I'm going to switch Olympia and, and Angelica, and I'll put Olympia third, Angelica second, and partially that's because of growing up with the witches, you know? Sure, yes. But Eileen's a juggernaut, so. Yeah, she's always number one. Yeah. Oh, well, that was a good one. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to – I said my name was Queen of Queens, um, but this is actually – the category is also for the, these three gentlemen is Queen of Queens. So I have – James Gandolfini. I have Albert Finney, and I have John Goodman. Okay, all right, and that's funny because I, uh, I, well, I know what my next one's gonna be. Okay, in terms okay. of, uh, okay, so yeah, have we say, overlapped? Like, uh, oh wait, well, I'm doing all men. That's right. Did yes. You, do you, yeah. So I have one. I have much. one man ranking. So uh, okay, that'll be a fun alternative. So you said James. Albert and John Goodman. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay. I think, oh, there's, you know, and for the context, Albert Finney, of course, from Big Fish, but obviously Ed Masary from Aaron Brockovich, one of my yeah. favorite Best Supporting Actor nominations. Yeah. I love Ed. Oh, my God. Um, and then, of course, our James, our James from Enough Said and those few episodes of The Sopranos that we watched. <laughs> yeah. Half uh, of season one, yeah. Yeah, but just a sweetie and a babe. Uh, and then, of course, John Goodman, who is just, you know, the hottest dad on TV in Roseanne. Yeah. And uh, I can't think of any other times we've talked about him, but that's the power of John Goodman for you. Yeah, honestly. Okay, I think then I think what I'm gonna need to do is I've got I've got James Albert and um, John Goodman. And John Goodman. Yeah. So I think what I'm gonna do here is, ooh, this is this is a really hard one. I'm gonna regret no matter what I put here. I'll tell you that mm-hmm. much. Okay, I what I have to now do is I have to rank like the significance of what they've contributed. Albert Finney as Ed Masry is a huge contribution, and John Goodman as 
I love John Goodman. Dan. He's Dan. Yeah. And I love him so much. And James is our James. I don't even know how to choose. Sophie, you have no idea how easy your choice was. You don't even know. All right. I'm going to just have to do it. I'm going to have to just rip the Band-Aid off. I'm going to say just in terms of quantity, I'm going to say that I'm going to have to say John's third. I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to say that, oh, God, I have to say that James is second and Albert's first, but I don't like any of this. I would, wow. have got, I would have reversed it if I had a second choice. I, they, they're, they are completely interchangeable for me. No, trust your gut. Trust your gut. I I love that, though. I think you talked it out. Who knows what it'll be next week? Yeah, but right, exactly. I, my ranking, I think, would be almost the... Oh, wait, did you... Did you okay, it's almost the complete opposite, actually. I'm going to put Albert Finney at number three... I'm going to put James Gandolfini at number two and John Goodman as number one. Because I just, I, I feel like he's one of the original queens, even though we haven't done a lot of Roseanne. Like, I just picture him, you know, that episode where, like, Jackie tells Roseanne that, like, what's her face, like, beat her up. And then he, like, he, mm-hmm. he grabs his coat and leaves and I just, like, have to hose myself down. Yeah. Um, but I I just love his silliness with Roseanne, too. And I just, oh, God. John. It's I know. All John. And we cover that incredible episode he does with Laurie Metcalf. When, That's right. And they're just that one scene is just, I think, some of the best TV on network television at that point. Yeah. It just, I mean, yeah. you think about it. And I think that was part of the conversation then was like, I can't believe this is John Goodman and Laurie Metcalf. Like, these are like such caliber of acting on network yeah. television. So I get it. So listen, I don't even disagree with you. I just I just threw my cards in the air and said, here, you you guys clean it up. <laughs> you take them. You take them. Lovely. Well, I'm going to I'm going to up the ante a little bit cuz when you say queen of queens, I see I don't want to step on you. But you know what? They're going to have to come up eventually. Mm-hmm. Part of me almost wants to like switch one of these out given Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. All right, here you go. You want to talk about Queen of Queens? John Goodman, Stanley Tucci, Anthony Hopkins. Oh, man. I originally had James Gandolfini instead of John Goodman, but now that you chose John first, I'm going to make it harder. Okay, so say it one more time. Stanley Tucci, John Goodman, Anthony Hopkins. This is crazy. This yeah. is hard. But uh, honestly, again, it fell right in place for me. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but Stanley Tucci is at number three. Wow. John's number two. And uh, An- Sir Anthony is number one. You know, I think I'm going to agree. And that's <sighs> shocking. I mean, because Stanley's the only one of the three of them who's who's dined with Ina, you know? I know. He got iced coffee on the pier with her. Oh, my God. He may have been our first queen. No, Anthony was our first queen. But yes, Stanley... because I remember you said, yes, yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. But Stanley was important, yeah. Well, I'm going to up the ante even more, Colin, because oh, no. I'm going to... these. So, really, it's kind of queen of queens, but this is... um. Gay but straight queens is my category. So these are the men that we love that are straight, that have played gay men, but we're kind of okay with it. So we have, speaking of, Stanley Tucci. And I'm going to do a deep cut here, but I'm going to throw Christian Borle on there for Smash. Oh, 
Oh. And then I'm also going to add Philip Seymour Hoffman for, was it Boogie Nights that we did? Yeah, absolutely. And then also Capote as well, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got Philip, Christian Borel. And Christian Borel. Yeah. Yes. All have played gay men beautifully beautifully over the years beautifully and effortlessly they're always invited to i mean i obviously if they're still able to but um okay well uh, okay give me that give me those three one more time I <laughs> yeah spinning. one more time yeah and i i guess it's like you can really rank them however you want but i guess like in this category it's like the straight men that have played gay men and have pulled it off effortlessly and beautifully in a way that like we don't mind it yeah. All right. So it's Stanley Christian, Christian Philip. Philip. Oh, brother. This is hard. Yeah. All right. Stanley Christian Philip. Stanley. I mean, because it's just the, the levels here. I think that I'm going to say, I'm going to say that I'm going to put Philip third only because it's like the saddest performance. Yeah. But yeah. it's excellent. And then I'm going to put, Christian's second, but he's fantastic because Stanley is the the king of queens here. He is the king of straight men playing gay. That's my order too, and I feel good about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, for my final trio, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring out. I was like, let me let me. I want to make this as difficult as I can. And I thought, who are the big guns? You know, I will yeah. say there is I'll, just to give you almost like you know the ones who didn't make it because I couldn't think of a third one. But at one point, I was gonna make you choose between Rita Moreno and Liza Minnelli. <gasps> Don't ever. Yeah, <laughs> oh, but I God. couldn't think of a third That's one. That's like because... the expansion pack of our board game when we. Yeah. This, right. But know? I was like. <laughs> There's no third to those two. I mean, unless I'm not thinking of her, but like it was like, you know, these just quadruple threats. You yeah, know? like in their own. I, I, I'm I going to be thinking about that all night now. Yeah, so I can't wait. Thank you for that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I'll, I'll try to report back, but I, I really, truly feel like nothing can compare. But uh, go on. So this is I tried to think what would be the hardest, what would be the hardest to choose from. And I thought, well, it comes down to. Jamie Lee Curtis, Olivia Coleman, and Dowd. Wow. Do you know that Olivia Coleman's real first name is Sarah? I what? just found that on TikTok. Isn't that wild to think about? Sarah, Sarah. Coleman. Sarah Coleman. Sarah Coleman. Ugh. Well. I love that though. Okay. Olivia, Jamie, and who was the And Dowd. This is hard. Yeah. I think I know what my order is. I don't like this one. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Okay, I'm going to ruffle some feathers here. All right, go for it. I'm going to put Jamie Lee at number three, which just feels, ugh, I hate it. I hate it already. It's kind of like the John Goodman category mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie Lee, number three. Olivia number two and Anne number one. I, I'll never get over Mass. And I think that like yeah. uh, her as Aunt Lydia on The Handmaid's Tale is like so singular. And I think she really is like an actor's actor, you know, not that the other two aren't mm-hmm. uh, in any way. And, you know, uh, Olivia will always have 
he was on Levin. He was on Levin. Yeah. Yeah. Like and 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 Broadchurch and everything else we've ever loved her into. And I know that Jamie Lee is just you know it's that episode of The Bear plus everything else she's been doing. But I I feel good. Jamie Lee, Olivia, and Anne. Uh, how about you? Yeah. So I you know it, it, what it came down to is like you know I feel like Jamie Lee is Jamie we, we've Jamie Lee is a queen and she is a queen and I feel like she is elevated to this like prestige level that I quite hadn't quite appreciated despite house arrest and true lies and everything else you know that she's done that we've loved and all the horror movies that she did when she was younger I I'm going to put in this case I'm going to put her third as well only because she's sort of like the new kid in town in my brain yeah yep. you know yep. only in my brain but she's actually been working the longest of the three of these women so um so I I, not in real life and then this is this was the real this is the real challenge because i mean yeah Anne is uh you know that scene at the end when she's like i'd like to tell a story and i'm like Anne, i mean <laughs> Anne in hereditary and yes like Anne is it, 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 Yes, I you know Garden uh, State. Garden State. You could tell it's her by the hands. I've been loving Anne longer than I realized, and she, yeah, she is. And I think if I if I have to make choices, I think this is you know just I'm going to put Anne second, and I'm going to put Olivia first, only because Olivia has maybe had more, or I've experienced more moments of Olivia's like range of acting choices just like making me gasp you know like sure and and she's just so gripping to watch because sometimes it's just like a little moment or like a little you know or when she blew raspberries when she won the oscar there's just of course there's just so many little things there but i mean that's the hardest choice for me really that is that that is the hardest they are they are neck and neck and some days it's gonna change and it's gonna be Anne again because Anne's just got this like Oh, she's so important to me, you know. <laughs> she's just yeah. they both are. They're just the most important women in my life <laughs> other than, you know, my mother and, you know, Barbara Harris, God rest her yes. soul. Oh. Yes. But anyway, yes, that, and so that may also change. And and it's like unless we forget what Jamie Lee did in The Bear to the point it's almost like John Goodman were like what look what this woman has done, you know? I mean, this game really takes it out of you. It yeah, it really does. I'm, I'm broken. I feel, I feel good though. Yeah, I do too. I love this. I love this game, and it's really a chance. And it's so wildly subjective and based on nothing. And you know, yeah, uh, it's fun. All of them are, all of them are just an all honor. All winners. All winners. They're an honor, not a burden to talk about. Yes. Ah, <sighs> well, wow. speaking of you know, the greatest actresses of our time. I, I, I don't know if you had a moment of, I, I assigned you last week, the Merrill uh, audition in only murders in the building. It was a TikTok or a YouTube video or something. Did you have a moment, a spare, a couple of minutes to watch that? Yes. Speaking of Barbara Harris, I, yes. I was re- I really felt this was a beautiful companion piece to Barbara That's Harris's. Segue. There it is. Yeah. yeah. I like that. <laughs> uh, you know, very, very lovely companion piece to Barbara Harris's audition in who's Harry Kellerman. And why is he saying those terrible things about me? I love this. I mean, it's first of all, because he's present in the video and and because he's been present in the discourse lately, let us acknowledge Queen Martin Short, yes. who is just like, I mean, he's mostly reacting. He's like the Dustin Hoffman part in yeah. the Barbara Harris scene. But like, first of all, 
I don't know who does not think Martin Short is funny or finds him exhausting. Have, are, are you aware of this situation? No. I, is oh. this something that's actually happening in the, the culture right yes. now? Yes. There was this like, I don't know, it was vulture op ed or something where this guy was basically <gasps> writing about how Martin Short is not funny and he's just exhausting. And it just oh. stirred up all this kerfuffle. And I haven't read the op-ed. I've just seen the reactions to it because I won't hear of it. I mean, he was your BSA of the week at one point. He's on fire and I am obsessed with him. And I, I guess the one exception to this, and I, I feel that we talked about it very briefly as I watched Father of the Bride like a month ago or two. And I thought he was, I thought that performance is just like, it's garbage, mama. I just wow. like hated it. Like mm-hmm. he went too far with it to the point where like he's like unintelligible like i wanted him to be like hank azaria in the birdcage mm-hmm. but he he was like i don't know it's like some community theater horseshit like i really hated it but i with everything else he's ever done i am team martin although i can't wait to read that and i i almost don't want to but maybe i'll write my own <laughs> yeah in response absolutely so i just say hey in capital hey. letters yeah, yeah exactly yeah uh yeah leave Lori Lachlan alone leave yes. martin short alone like these oh are the gosh, people we take up that. for yeah because he's so good in only murders in the building too uh i yeah i don't understand um okay well but i but back to meryl but though. anyway She's, isn't she so great the way phenomenal. she starts the monologue when she just like drops the bag and oh. she just like jumps right into it i mean it's so it's this great monologue i mean but the you know the, the real to me the moment where i was like jesus i mean she's great at you know the build up towards the end of like would i kill absolutely you know without unblinking i would you know she mm-hmm. it's it's beautiful but then when when he says where have you been and we know from steve martin's narration that that's like this thing she's been waiting to hear for yep. her entire career and just that beautiful reaction that's where i was like oh you and barbara harris are giving me the same thing right now you know yes it's just always nice to be reminded that like she is just as good as you want her to be, if not better sometimes. <laughs> like, it's yeah. Just, she's so good. She's so good. What a gift. What a gift. It really was it was phenomenal. And and it was you know, and as usual, those little those little tidbits make me want to like give more time to that show because it's like why am i not yeah. watching this show where meryl's doing this you know oh yeah i'll let you know if she does like jamie lee curtis level stuff but oh i mean she, she's still obviously very great so yeah um, she's still meryl yeah well Yay. you know now that we are you know it, we are back to school season i feel like i'm ready to give you and i've actually got a couple ideas this week some maybe we'll we'll shelve and discuss a bit more next week but like i I feel like I have to choose what I want you to hmm. what I want you to do. So I'm going to give you a choice. I'm going to give you a okay. choice. But uh, I guess the thing to note is whatever you don't choose this week will be your choice next week. So, um, gotcha. yeah. So don't feel like you'll never get to do the other thing. Of course, you can do whatever you want. So yeah. the, to- the choice that you have is A – we were having a bit of a, a Liza Minnelli discussion over text message a couple days ago. <laughs> yes. And I was like, oh, if you really want to be like wowed by Liza, you should watch this episode of Ruby Wax meeting and doing this like all day interview with Liza and, and David. Um, it's just, it's just wild. And like 
we need to have Ruby Wax in our life. Like I've, I remember watching this a while ago and being like, why don't I know this woman? She's incredible. And when I sent you that video, I was like, oh, maybe I'll just watch a couple minutes and just remind myself. And I couldn't look away. And I'm convinced it's one of the finest episodes of television. And uh, <laughs> it's just incredible. And I haven't watched it yet. So, yeah, oh, great. So that's, okay. So I like went down a Ruby Wax rabbit hole, which like I'll save maybe more of that for next week since we've okay. got quite the megasode here. But I, it's just I think you would love it. And it's insane. Um I feel like it's a it's hard to compete with that. But what I what I would also want you to watch is the is season one episode one of Rhoda, because I've been watching season one of Rhoda and it is such a good show. It's just like such a good show. And Valerie Harper is so funny and so charming. And Julie Kavner is so great in it. And it's there were definitely like more than one like big laugh out loud moment and it was just like really rewarding (laughs) so so those are my those are my options to you this week both of them sound equally as well i I have to ask for our listeners too um where are you watching rhoda is it streaming somewhere it's on youtube the whole season season one is all on youtube the whole, whole playlist yeah Okay, I'm gonna choose the Liza video only because I've been in Eliza a little bit of a kick of my own. That uh, her and Goldie Hawn were yeah. quite the bosom buddies. Like I feel back in the '70s. There's that. I think I sent you that like hot honey rag. Or no, it's all that jazz, um, which is something her and Goldie do all that jazz, and it's amazing. But then I sent you that other one of <laughs> them recording that song. Oh yeah, which that... was a bit, but uh, it's it's still good. So I'm very excited for Ruby Wax. And Liza. So that is that is my choice. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's great. And you're going to love Rhoda next week. I'm telling you. Oh, I can't the, wait. Because what you'll also get to meet Rhoda's boyfriend, Joe, who is Ooh. probably the hottest man I've ever seen in my entire life. Ugh. Well, maybe, I should, I'll do, maybe I'll do both. I was going to say. Extra credit. Yeah. Let me. Because Joe is Joe is the hottest man. Joe is like on the list. Like there's like Eli Roth. There's. um. <laughs> What's his name? Who's in June Bug in Jurassic Park three, and then there's like probably some other monkey man I'm not thinking of, and then there's Joe from Rhoda. Oh my god, forget it. Forget about it. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's enough for me. I'm excited, uh, and I don't have anything for you this week, so you get the week off. All right. Um, well, there you go. And that's our new. Uh, that's how we do it here, folks. <laughs> yeah, that's how we do it nowadays. It's okay. like it, you know. It, it we're we're just it's Sarah stress. Lawrence College. There's no grades. Yeah, you know, we don't really do homework. We just we we excel and grow, and you know, there you go. Um, we'll get you next week or something. Yeah, absolutely. Well, then I think that it is time to bring things to our final ep- uh, segment of the episode, the BSA of the week in which we queen out on a food or a song or a thing or anything in our lives that's acting as the best supporting actress of our lives. Susie Banya, baby, what do you got? <laughs> I think uh, Keon asked me, who's Susie Banyan the other day? Because he didn't know who it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's, she's like, I've been meaning to ask you. She's and then so I told important. Him yeah. She is very important. Yeah. Uh, it's from Suspiria, folks, just in case. Because I know sometimes those references, most people get them, but, uh, you know, for Keon. Yeah, it's um, a mashup of Susie Banyan from Suspiria and uh, what's her name in Lady, and um, oh, what's that movie that I love? 
that movie that I love, Lazy Susan, where she goes like, oh, yes. uh, where her friend is like, Susie, baby, uh, uh, Susie, baby, what do you think of that? When she talks about how they're going to get like be able to perform at that concert for the radio oh, station. Yeah. Um, Susie Banyan, baby, what do you, it's some variation of that, but she doesn't call her gotcha. Susie Banyan. Anyway, there you go. It's been now we know. turned into mashed potatoes. Now you know the reference. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I only have one BSA of the week, and it is our new TV in our bedroom that Kevin and I got. Yeah, we have ha- we had a TV in our bedroom before, and it just kind of crapped out on us. And normally, Keon's very proactive; like he'll be calling the number and like figuring it out and searching YouTube videos and like factory resetting. But this TV, it was a Samsung, and it just like. It's just one of those like I think that we got like a lemon. It gave it it gave us problems like earlier on, but like it worked long enough to be out of it wasn't covered by the warranty and we were but it wouldn't even turn on. Like it would, but it wouldn't. And we just kinda like, ah, we could live without it. But now that it's back, I'm back, baby. <laughs> it's, oh. it's so nice. Like it's it's uh the brand is TCL, which I've never even heard of. But Keon found it, he's like, Does this look good? And I was like, Yeah, get it. And uh, and it's on our wall, and it works like a charm, and it feels really good. I've been watching a lot of Vanderpump Rules. Oh, <laughs> old seasons, yeah. Well, that's a great way to, to christen it. Well, that's exciting. That's right. So yeah, that's my one and only BSA of the week this week. You should watch Ruby Wax and Rhoda right, yeah. on your new TV. I definitely shall. Yeah. Um, what about well, y'all? That's a perfect segue to my BSA of the week. I don't think I can choose between Ruby Wax and Rhoda as my BSAs of the week because the just so the other part of the Ruby Wax thing is that she she's like I mean apparently just like an incredible person who's who's done all sorts of things, but she uh, has more recently had a series where it's called like. Um, when Ruby Wax met where like she goes back and like watches these old interviews and these old like episodes of the Ruby Wax show or whatever it was called where she interviewed people like Liza and Pamela Anderson and Bette Midler and like um and Madonna like all these like incredible people huh. and like she rewatches them and she kind of comments on them from who she is today and like where she is today and she's like a very different person and she talks about a lot of it from sort of a like mental health standpoint and like she'll look back on interviews and be like you know i really wish that i like held her on that or i really wish like i didn't talk over her at that point like you can tell she's opening up and Uh. she talks through the whole liza episode or like you know has kind of the commentary on the episode that you're going to watch this week and it's fascinating to then see like her take on things after. So that'll be, you know, a a fun thing I can send you as a, as an additional thing to watch, but it's just like, she's fascinating. And I, I'm just like so happy that I'm just like binging her in my life now. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to dig in. I can't wait for this. You're going to love her. She's going to curl up in bed. And she's and so funny. She is so fucking funny. Like it's, I just know you're going to love it. I just can feel it. So I can't wait. Um, and Rhoda, I mean, my God, like I just love Valerie Harper and she has these like little moments on the show that feel like slightly improvised or just like feel very natural. And I've just, I feel like from shows like sitcoms from the seventies, I don't always expect those very, those kind of notes and it's just a pleasure to watch her and everybody's so funny on that show. So it's just a great example of just like, it's like watching the golden girls where it's like, this is just 
solid television. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Uh, so I'm going to give it to them both. My BSA is the week, Ruby and Rhoda. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, next week, you know, we're, we're kind of doing like, you know, September is going to be a, a slim September because, you know, we, we're heads up later this month. We're going to take a week off. I'm going to tell you all right now. But next week, we've got uh, a fun episode, uh, another sequel episode on it for a movie that I have never seen. Oh, you've never even seen it either. Okay. No. So I've seen it, but it's been a while. Um, but I, I found, I saw a clip on TikTok of this and I was like, well, that's a sequel. And I, I think we're going to have a really good time doing it, but we are going to do Grease 2. And I think it's going to be a ball. Yeah. It's just stupid enough. And like, I know that you, I, I feel like you hate Grease, the, the original Grease, which is fine. I, 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 I happen to love it, but I think Grease 2 is like a perfect compromise like if i can't get you to do grease let's do grease too i think it'll be a blast i yes there, there's a certain thing about like i've seen parts of grease and like so I'm, i i know it enough to be able to say okay let's see how degreased grease 2 is let's see <laughs> yeah, how much cringe yeah, yeah right right exactly i'm just trying to like clean all the grease off these ducks it's so yes. i'm i'm excited but i'm i'm excited for it the cast is incredible it's gonna be so much fun yeah. Uh, and it'll just be like a nice change of pace. Like, you know, I mean, we did Grumpier Old Men last week, which was really fun. But like, yeah. we haven't done a musical in a while. We haven't. So I'm looking forward to it. It's definitely more sexual. The, the second one is more sexual than the first one. And all the men are so hot. I I can't wait. Oh. Cannot wait. Oh, well, folks. Now, if you granted, I would say this week's best supporting uh, after show on the main feed was very much a very special episode. We 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 tend to go pretty deep these days, especially this past few months. But like we we really gave it to you this week. So if you really yeah. enjoy those kind of business conversations, plus games, plus recommendations, and so much more, and you also want to get early access to main episodes to get them a day early, uh, this is a great time to join us on Patreon at patreon.com. Uh, Slash BSA Slash pod. pod. Yeah, I feel like we gave a nice a sampler platter, you know, a TGI Friday sampler platter. Yeah. Oh, Extra abso- ranch. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I feel like there there were wings. There was some kind of mozzarella you know, stick. Maybe there's a fun egg roll situation. I don't Potato know. Potato skins. Potato yeah. skins. Uh, it has to be Jack chicken strips. You Ooh, know. now if we're talking. Yeah, if they're not on the sampler platter, I'm getting a separate order of those. Let me tell you something. Yes. Worth yeah. it. Worth it. You know, we normally get played off on the main episodes and we don't get played off on the on the after shows, but it I just feel like we're being played off right now for some reason. Yeah, I'm into it. Something's yeah. playing. Something's playing. I'm gonna fig I'm gonna find out what it was when I edit this episode. So uh Wonderful. Where can folks find more of you? They can find me on my other podcast, The Good Vanilla, which is a barefoot contessa podcast, or you can follow me on Instagram at Nick Kuchenov. How about you? Well, you can find me, you know, it's back to school month and all right, Mary. So you can find me if you're not a Patreon, we're, we're putting out episodes like every other week this month. And then if you are a Patreon, it's another episode every week. And then otherwise, you can find me on Instagram at ColinDrucker underscore. And you can find more of both of us in a best supporting capacity on Instagram at BSAPod. Or you can send us an email at TheBSAPod at gmail.com. Leave the peel on those peepers because this was the best supporting after show. That's right. <laughs>
We peeped. Yeah, we peeped. So we don't don't peel. Um, yes. But, you know, uh, stay tuned next week. Uh, we'll be back with a, a main episode for Grease 2 and another after show on the main feed. And once again, if you want to get all of that, that for $5 a month, the bonus episode every single week, go to patreon.com slash BSA pod. Marco, Marco agrees. Yeah, Marco agrees. Yeah. That's all I need to hear. Uh, anyway, I think we can absolutely hop into two pre-owned lease to editor cells named Ruth and Cheryl and get the hell out of here. Oh, sounds good. All right, everybody. Uh, well, I think that's what we're going to do because that, as they say, is that. Is that.